What's up, everyone? Wanted to hop in here and let you know that this is a little bit of a different episode. This was actually a bonus episode that we recorded for our Patreon. A few months ago, we started a Patreon with some cool perks like early and ad-free access to the main podcast episodes. And also we record an extra hour-long episode every single week as well. This is oftentimes a little bit less focused on Tarkov and gaming and more just life, other things that we're interested in. And we also have a Discord for our patrons where they can ask us questions. And we do a lot of conversations that spawn out of some questions that you guys ask. So I wanted to throw this up here on the YouTube channel to give you a little bit of a peek of the type of content we make over on the Patreon. If you're interested in supporting us further, the Patreon link will be down below. And as always, we are extremely thankful for any support, whether you hop over to the Patreon or not, just being here, interacting with the videos and watching them, it means a lot to us. So with all that out of the way, let's go ahead and dive into the bonus episode. What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the PP. We're so sorry we... We were so sorry there was no PP for you last week. We ran out. <laughs> yeah, sorry, our PP was busy deep inside of drops we with <laughs> we withheld the pp from you uh, dude let me tell you i am so excited for a normal week like yeah oh my god it's so funny i'm reminded like not i guess like how much of a creature of habit i am i just like i i am i like change like i like new things but I don't like my schedule changing too much. That stresses me out. And like, I have had some of the most fun I've had in the Tarkov and streaming and gaming sphere in the past 30 days. The drop streams were nutty. The arena launch was fun. This wipe has been great. But when I ended, yesterday was the last day of drops. When I ended that stream and walked out, I just looked at my wife and I just like took this huge deep breath and I was like, it's over. We yep. had like, Lead, the, the beginning of December, we were all like, when the hell is Arena going to launch? And there was so much stress around that, especially because like when it launches, I basically tell my wife like, hey, I'm not going to see you for three days. So she's like, well, when is that going to be? Because I'm going to go see my family. So those two weeks, it was stressful, even though nothing happened. And then Arena launched and then it was a crazy week. And then the wipe happened and that was a crazy week. And then drops happened. And so like I had so much fun and there was so much cool stuff happened in the past month. But like I woke up this morning and I was like, it's just a regular Monday. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, I feel you, dude. Woof. I feel you. It's, it's, it's wild. It's like drops and the wipe and everything is like such a good opportunity for, for sure. like, content creators. At the same time, it's, it's like fo FOMO simulator. Yeah. Like yeah. you, you can't, you can't make enough videos. You can't be live enough hours. You can't, it's just yeah, all every, this stuff. Yeah, it's rough. And I, I basically like last because yesterday, um, well, I actually, I mean, I might as well just mention that uh, yesterday I was in the, the hospital. Yeah, uh, dude. Had my fucking gallbladder explode oh. or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. yeah I don't know if it's a gallbladder attack, I, I don't really know what the fucking gallbladder does. As far as I'm concerned, it doesn't exist, but it hurts. It's a um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> apparently yeah you get like gallstones i don't know if okay. you like you like pass them not like a kidney stone yeah uh there's no pee hole involved thank <laughs> christ but thank christ um, but yeah like randomly uh i just had like a really sharp pain like in my sternum to the point where like i wasn't sure it felt like i got like le le legitimately drop kicked in yeah. my chest oh. and so and i'm like i don't know if it's my heart or if it was my like upper stomach because I just had that surgery. Yeah. 
you know, I'm like, for all I know, it's I'm like a fucking sepsis, right? And like, yeah, or like an ulcer, or you know, like I had no idea what it was, and it just ramped up and ramped up and ramped up, and I just kind of realized that I think I've had multiple of these before without knowing it, um, because basically, like, there'd be times where I felt really sick. And, oh yeah, and I, you know, after like having the cold sweats and like sitting on the toilet and just dying from every which orifice, yeah. um, I would <laughs> eventually feel better. And I'm like, okay, it must have been like I had a bad yeah, or something. stomach something. Um, there was one time I actually fainted, like legitimately, like went to go get up and like woke up on the floor with my wife, like, are you okay? Like, what? I, was, I literally just went face down um and i was like maybe i'm dehydrated you know whatever and and i have a feeling that the two or three that i've had over the last three years i think they were gallbladder episodes okay Um, because it was the same like just gut-wrenching pain yeah uh and this time it it got to the point where i'm like i think i'm dying yeah it was so i was literally rolling around on the floor just like fuck fuck for an hour on my hands and knees at three in the morning, like, fuck, my wife's like, you have to go. And I'm like, yeah, this is, I think this is bad. Once I started to realize, like, it could be surgery related. Yeah. And if I'm like leaking bowel fluid into my open chest yeah. cavity, I've seen too many episodes of House. Yeah, like, okay, yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to just die because of this. So I'm like, yeah. okay. And it was in the middle of a fucking blizzard, you know, like we had over a foot of snow and my wife does not like driving in the snow, but I'm like, we have to go. And of course, I get there. They, have like seven billion attempts to like try to put in an IV and like two the two nurses fail a million times and then the one nurse comes in and boop, no pain insta gets it like I think they're just bad at putting tourniquets on I yeah. think it wasn't tight enough but of course after that it was like 30 minutes there lying in the hospital and like I feel fine now yeah like it's whatever it is it's passed it's passed like, yep they did an ultrasound that's uh, so found stressful. out I have twins um, congratulations twins, I mean, yeah gallstones in my fucking gallbladder um so oh. yeah and then yesterday was like the last day of wipe uh sorry the last day oh, of drops, drops for yeah. everybody so like i got on i was feeling totally fine and then after about four or five hours i was like fuck like late last night i got off stream because i'm like it's happening again i had another one last night and i just i actually had some like pain meds uh yeah. left over from when i had surgery I had like Tylenol with codeine, like liquid. Oh, and I yeah. Like, glug, 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 and I just went to bed. Um, and I was in pain, but I fell asleep and slept through it. Nice. So I woke up fine this morning. Um, but yeah, I'm not looking forward to having to like change my diet even yeah. more. Cause I'm, yeah. Cause you literally nightmare. just went through that whole, like, you can't eat anything. That's, that's so like stressful and scary. And like, cause Vel just went through that too. And it's like fat. Cause I don't know anything about, the body so like gall gallbladder stuff like it's like if appendicitis when that happens it's like this has to happen now like we have to take out your appendix now and it's gone yeah. and then the gallbladder like appendix burst yeah it's like real bad but the gallbladder stuff like you can have searing pain and then they go in they're like okay well maybe we need to schedule a surgery xyz but you shouldn't eat this that that and i was like oh i didn't even realize that that was like you can kind of manage it but then you can also get it taken out and it's like and weird how many like body mine. parts you can remove and still be okay <laughs> Like, what's the minimum yeah what's like the minimum number of body parts you can remove to, i was like just take out all my organs i'm sure my body will figure it out yeah like what does the appendix and or the gallbladder serve if they can both be taken out well the append 
they're like, I don't know, maybe half vestigial. I don't know. Like... So couldn't you theoretically have your tonsils removed, your gallbladder removed, your appendix removed, and one kidney removed? Yeah. And be a fully functional? That blows my mind. Well, you wouldn't be fully functional. True. I guess true. But it's and, like, and I guess I'm not saying those things do functional. nothing. But the fact that you can almost that you could basically live a normal life after that is pretty mind blowing. Yeah, with like half a stomach and also like a bunch of other shit too. Yeah. Did you actually know the gastric bypass surgery was originally treatment for like GERD, like acid reflux, and it just people because it restricted how much they ate, people lost weight. It was so effective at like people losing weight that then it became a treatment for weight loss. Classic. That was my doctor. Because we were talking about my Fun surgery. Fact I of went, the day. <laughs> yeah. I went back and was like, you know, Damn. hey, everything's fucked. And he was like, okay, then it probably wasn't acid reflux. <laughs> that is my cough. And I'm like, oh, okay, fucking cool. Sick. Sick. So now I can't eat normally. And, you know, but but then he did the whole, oh, well, you know, with such high acid levels. Because I never had heartburn, right? It was only yeah. the cough. Then you're at risk for Barrett's esophagus, which is like you could have cancer. And esophageal cancer is like one of the bad no-no yeah, ones like yeah. colon cancer esophageal cancer you die like yeah um so you know i'm like okay well i guess don't undo it fuck me but like then yeah. what's the thing so now we have to try to figure out oh, what the deal is for that God. oh and then i gotta so i have to do another one of those little computer chip in my esophagus <laughs> oh, no. just to figure out like if my acid levels went down then the surgery succeeded but then the cough isn't acid yeah. If it didn't go down, well, then the surgery didn't succeed, which I doubt. Because yeah. it's like, given what they do, and this guy's like the best, um, given what they, uh, so I don't know, it's uh. like, I find out that the surgery was a success, but then it's a mystery. Exactly, what exactly. Like, either way, it sucks. And they can't, but they can't like do more, like they're not going to tighten it more. If anything, they can like loosen it, but... So I don't know. It's it's like bad news. And then I find out that the funniest part is that like to get my um my gallbladder out. They're like, yeah, you want to talk to this doctor? And it's my fucking GI doctor that just did the other surgery. I'm like, which I which like it, it not working. I don't blame him. Yeah, sometimes it just he's he's like an incredible doctor. Every time I mention his name, literally every nurse at the ER, everyone <laughs> at every other place is like, oh, he's good. Oh, he's fucking great. So I don't have any like. Yeah, doubt it, that it was his shoddy work or whatever, but it's just so funny that it's like, oh well, fuck. Now I got to go back to him again and be like, hey, I also need some other shit cut out of me. Oh my god! But all of that is to say that yeah, like um, I'm I was kind of just last night was like, yeah, this is my my like ripcord emergency eject out of like yeah quick quick exfil out of the whole drops thing early. So I'm like, okay, I'll just be done. Like that's brutal. Is what it is, but um. I'm sure a shit ton of people got a bunch of new subs, a bunch of new followers. We all yeah. had like 90% viewer bots basically for however long. Yeah. Um, Farming that ad rev. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I haven't even looked at any of the analytics or anything. I hope I hope it was decent for for folks. Yeah. I, I don't like I, I fully removed myself from this probably isn't the right word, but from like the politics of it this time around, like they kind of um, not, not force that they so. They didn't tell us anything about drops until like the day before drops happened, right? Like some people, I guess, knew because I was hearing rumblings, but I didn't know anything. Whereas in the past, they had like given us the schedule and then said, hey, if these days don't work or like, you know, we could be like, hey, and I feel like they were kind of getting away from that because it was like 36 hours before drops happened. They're like, here's the schedule and it is what it is. And so I just like, 
I don't know. I hate the... I, I almost wish we would go back to the, like, everybody has drops 24-7. I know that there are huge issues with that system because people, like, sleep on stream and they just are live for 10 days. But it's just, like, I just hate the whole, like, it just gets weird. So I just was like, I don't care. I found it funny because, like, we've been talking about this for three years. I remember it was, like, I think two years ago was the time you had the the big 100,000 on January I feel like it was 3 years ago it might now. have been you had the big 100,000 on January on December 31st and I had January 1 and we compared mm -hmm. notes on the ad and I made like $83 because of ad rates fall off a cliff in January and I made like $10,000 so or something every single absurd. year I've had them January 1 and I had it January 1 again so it's not even like I yeah. I get January 3rd every year I get January 1 which I don't care right it's still such a good opportunity and like I'm in a position and I feel like you'd be in this position where where if you got in January one, you're not like, oh, my God, I need the December ad rev to live. Right. So I'm not complaining because that I, I was on January 1st as well. Yeah. So like a huge bump in ad rev is wonderful, but it's like it's not going to change my life. So I, it's, it's whatever. Like let some let some smaller streamers like I know some uh, like Valiant got the host from Landmark, which was so sick. You know what I mean? Because he's like such a cool dude. And, you know, no, normally those guys pass him around to like the big. So I was like, dude, I don't I don't care. But it was just funny that it's always and I always have January. But um, but yeah, dude, it was like I was just like, dude, I don't care. We'll let the we'll let the drops be drops. The 12 hours are so much better than 24 hours. I can't do 24 hour streams. Oh, anymore. my God, dude, I, I could barely do the 12 this yeah. time around. The overnight fucking, one. I was overnight. I was dead to the world. Oh, and the best part was I had like a, I had fucking therapy. Normally oh. at 9 a.m. <laughs> on Saturday. And I was like, I'll just stay up. And I literally emailed my therapist and was like, yo, dog, like, I can't. I, I, I can stay up, but my I, my brain is mush. I'm not going to, it's not going to be like fruitful for me yeah. to talk about. Um, and also, it's like, it's so funny how I can, I can have like a rough week. And then if I have like a good day, yeah, that would like dominate that. I'd be like, nothing's wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Like, forget about the issues that I probably For should sure. have written down or whatever. Um, but yeah. Yeah. But no, I had it. I had on the first and the sixth. You you rated me on the sixth, which was fucking awesome. Um, and then I sent them over to Sealable, our, our mutual home. Yes, I know. I was so uh, excited about that. But yeah, ended up uh, I didn't even now the years that we've done drops and there's been a lot of people I've always was always like manually running ads yeah that was the first like literally i never ran ads this was before any of the ad programs yep. so like three years ago nobody was, was like running spam ads. the button yeah. until you get like like cool down right <laughs> yeah um this time i just had my normal fucking thing on i probably should have turned it up like one or two minutes or something yeah just because but you know i was just looking at my my thing and it's like a massive just purple bar and the analytics i made you know, i made 1200 bucks on yeah. ads in one day is not fucking bad. not bad at all yeah um and it's such a win-win right because like we know 80 percent of the people are there just to get the drops like a lot of people like when i leave my office i left my computer screen up on whoever had drops to get my drops you know what i mean so it's like i want i want them getting ad ad rev off me so uh I didn't even get, I don't think I got a single drop. I wasn't like, I didn't click on any. Yeah. Like, my, there's a part of my brain that literally cannot deny something that's free. I don't need drops. You are the reason why drops exist. Yeah, I, I don't need drops. They're, they, they were all mostly terrible, but like it's I, in, in any circumstance and any part of my life, 
You want to know some like crazy? If you're at the like, if you're at like the grocery store, do you always take the free samples of all that, brother? I when I was poor and uh, I was working at Apple, I did the laps around the food court. To, that was my lunch because I didn't bring well, like, lunch. Hand out the little skewer with the chicken. Yes. You're like, mm, yeah, yes. okay, I'll be back. Dude, I'll you be know back. what else I did? Some Jesse Zam lore. There was a there was a at the mall. There was like Fiat was doing this huge like advertising push. Like the car? And, yes. And so like they had a few in the parking lot you could go test drive. Um, and they were doing a thing where if you in the mall there was a kiosk, and if you sign up for a test drive, they would give you a ten dollar Visa gift card. And I just did it eleven times. But I never test drove a car. I would sign up, they would hand me did the you gift like card. Go once and then like well, I work there, around, so I'm there. Th their shifts are changing. I'm here another day. There's new people working there, and I oh, got like a like back to back. Yeah, I did like eleven, ten dollar gift cards because I was yeah. I just I can't I can't turn down something free. So I I got all the drops, even though they were. I just can't help it. <laughs> were any of them any good? Like I kept seeing people be like, oh, I got this drop, and it was like trash. Yeah, and I remember a couple of years ago it was like toilet paper you would just wait yeah. for six hours and it was like toilet paper and 60 rounds of like tmo and it's like wait what yeah so they were like they have three different tiers now there's common drops rare drops and legendary drops and like the common drops were like it literally could be nothing like a piece of toilet paper or it could be like some bolts and some screws so it's pretty good early wipe for like hideout stuff you can't sell them on the flea market but it might stuff you need to upgrade the hideout the common drops were, or sorry, the rare drops were maybe like a gun. I got some 545 AKs. I got uh, some, you know, interesting stuff. I got some of the Christmas balls for the tree, like the ornaments. Uh, mm -hmm. And then the legendary drops. I the, My my only thing about the drops was I feel like the legendary drops should have been more consistent. I got a legendary drop that was like the Paratus backpack. It's like the worst backpack in the game because it has all the stuff separated. And that was like my legendary drop. Uh, I had a bunch of people, and I got this as well. The legendary drop was 60 rounds of VMAX, which is like the fourth best 300 blackout ammo. Blackout ammo. So a gun yep. nobody uses early wipe. The legendary drop, you had to watch for nine hours. But then sometimes you would get a Kibiki or an ammo case or a bunch of GP coins or um, I got like a Tac Tech, which a class five armor early wipe. That's pretty sick. Yeah. So it was funny. But yeah, I am glad it's over. I'm glad to be back to some normalcy. For sure. For sure. Now, so now you you still going to be going back to the wipe? Uh oh, yeah. continuing with that. Yeah, dude, I'm like I'm I'm like surprisingly, dude, I'm like 10,000% into um arena, dude. That's awesome. That's so sick. Yeah. I'm I'm like I'm super excited to get back into it, too. I just like I need to get through the quests. I hate them so yep. much and I just need to get through them. You know what I mean? And they and like a lot of them only get harder. You know what I mean? Like I hate to say it, but if like if you have when do you want to do the setup? You know what I mean? Which is kill 15 PMCs on customs with a shotgun. Do you want to do it when the average level is 14 or when the average level is 35? Right. So I'm like just like pounding my head against the wall through these quests. Um, but once I get to a point where I'm just kind of like cruising, I'm actually super excited to go back and check out arena again. I'm excited that there will be people. I'm excited that the people that I used to play with every single time will be like up in B and a rank and I'll still be in C plus or whatever. I don't know, dude, nobody's playing arena. I'm like literally the only like decent size yeah, content creator. Arena. Yeah. I'm like literally the only one, which is kind of 
a cool little opportunity, but also you want to know something really interesting is that my experience with Arena in the last, I don't know, month um, has been in many ways really similar to the OG Tarkov experience in 2018. Mm. Meaning back in the day, everybody was like, this fucking Veritas TV, War Run TV. Oh, yeah, fucking, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you would just run around like a psychopath inside of... Um, factory. Inside a factory. You get in a fight, and then your three-viewer streamer would go to three-viewer streamer and, and say GG. Yep. Um, and that's how I met, like, everybody <laughs> in the Tarkov community. Yeah. And... That is, with with all the big names kind of out of arena. Yeah, like literally, everybody knows Recoil. Lol is yeah. me now. <laughs> uh, so every, of course, every time I join a game, a bunch of people on a the team, their names I don't even really recognize. Or like Veritas, what's up? I'm like fuck. Yeah. Um, but I've made so many friends That's in the last sick. couple of weeks that are all like three to seven viewer streamers that we've been playing every day, and a lot of these guys are like top ten players in the world. That's um, sick that uh and these were dudes that like for a week and a half were like fucking the most annoying people to play against yeah because yeah. i was like the lower <laughs> tier gear getting trounced yeah, by these yeah, dudes yeah. who were running the butcher kit with the sa58 hex grid you know whatever or the uh the alton and now now i have like a little squad where we all play together That's and sick. um it's so bizarre it's so bizarre how how it changed yeah. um but but yeah i've made a ton of new friends and i feel like <laughs> that experience is probably pretty similar to how it was for us yeah. in Tarkov, where all these new dudes in arena that are potentially going to be making their careers being yeah. high on the leaderboard yeah, and making themselves be known. For um, sure. Especially once, like, uh, I still have so many questions about arena because there's so much missing from it, namely, like, the... Connection between the two. Well, that, but namely, like, tournaments. Like at TwitchCon, we like I asked them and I talked to them and they were like they were like Arena is going to launch with the ability to like a tournament thing where you can create your own tournament and invite people in and you can free cam and all that stuff. Now I think there mm -hmm. was probably just a little bit of a language barrier there. I'm sure they meant at the 1.0 launch because they just looked me in the eyes and were like, "Yes, all that's going to be available at launch." And like this is obviously the beta where like so much is restricted. But going back to what you're saying, just about like content creators making once a real competitive scene comes out and I don't mean competitive in the sense of like I don't think it's going to take down Valorant or CSGO but for Arena when a real competitive scene comes out where like Evasion starts running tournaments Hunts start running tournaments like these guys that are putting in the hours now that you're playing with they probably will get some opportunities to like grow in the category you know what I mean which will be cool yeah yeah dude it's it's been it's been a lot of fun playing with people who are having fun but then also like are good but then take it seriously, but not like too seriously. Like we all have yeah. callouts. There's all of this communication. Um, but uh, and actually, this it's it's just like a kind of a double edged sword. But the the most fun that I've been having with Arena is basically at the expense of like the system. How do I yeah. Like so, a lot of those other dudes are sick of running their SA58 butcher kit. 
they've gotten to the end tier and now their reward is you can play but you don't make progress anywhere else yeah 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 yeah. Yep. and they're bored so what so they all have alt accounts yeah and what happens is so they made the alt accounts i queued with them and i'm c plus now i'm 3300 yeah. arp um they started off at 1500 yeah. and they're making their way through the tier one, two, three and four kits. And we're just like rolling people. Yeah. Um, now every now and then we also get rolled. It really sure. depends. Yeah. But, um, it's just funny how it's like, yep. The, the biggest, one of the biggest problems is the balancing and the matchmaking and all of that yeah. bullshit. I, I think you can't even really feel bad about that though, because as we've talked about at length, the the reward for the system doing everything right is boredom and quitting the game. Yep. There's no other way around it, right? Like no human being that's serious about their rank is going to sacrifice their rank just to level up another kit. And nobody's going to want to play with one kit indefinitely. It's just going to get yep. boring. So it's like, it's beta. It's what this time is for. The system is very obviously flawed, and it's like, I wouldn't even feel bad about that. It's like, freaking, how the hell else are you supposed to enjoy the game mid to long term? You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's like, and the other part of it, too, is, is so what we end up doing is, I mean, they are, they now made it to, like, C tier already. They're, yeah. like, 2,200, um, just because, like, we we just go on, like, 15-game win streaks. Yeah, yeah. Um. And because I'm still running like my higher end kits, I've I've now gotten a lot of the decent kits. Yeah. Um, like I have the Gen Four AK with the seven and forty. Oh um, yeah. And like the Fast MT with the built-in headphones. That kit is like incredible. Yeah. Um, the Val kit. I I actually last night just unlocked the last one after the Val oh, kit, which is the AK one hundred four or whatever. Four with um, MAIP. Oh um, yeah that uh that is a really good kit it's um yeah so then there's that there's a few others uh that i've been using but um fuck what was i gonna say uh and they they were running around <laughs> with it's a tier two kit i think with the let me just check with the glock with the oh, like stock with that yeah the it, 50 round mags scout okay scout yeah the first one is like the mp5 the short yeah. mp5k with a paca the second one is the it's a 3m armor contact twos and the glock 18 uh -huh. with 21 round mags of ap yeah with the stock just iron sights and surprise surprisingly enough dude that see this is an example of one of those kits where that can compete against the Alton guys. If the Alton guys are bad, yeah. A Glock shoots fast enough and AP is deadly enough that it can fucking kill those yeah. guys. Um, Cuz it's a so, full auto Glock, right? Yep, it's like full legitimately auto like 1100 RPM. <laughs> Compared to like the tier fucking 4 kit. Yeah. You know, in in the same thing which is like, you know, the AK102 with an awkward sight and like A56A1, like the Glock might be more powerful just because of the fire rate yeah so you have these the fourth and fifth ranked players in the world playing against d plus rated players with altons and we are just fucking clowning these people and of course i go 14 and 0 yeah, yeah. i'm running a val kit yeah yeah um, 
so it's like one person can carry all these other dudes can actually compete yeah and all these super geared lower rated dudes can't compete but if if minus me and if instead we weren't on the tier two scout kit if we were on yes the tier two um or sorry the the tier three cqb kit on the way to the alton kit yeah but there's the it has the m4 canted sight with 100 the round mag with the, the mk255 mod zero yeah we would lose yeah it would so be a different like story a, a team full of tier threes losing rather than a tier full of team twos owning yep that's that's why like the tier doesn't tell you enough the exactly. rating doesn't tell you enough yeah. and that's what my video that's coming out literally after we're done recording this oh I'll hell yeah it. um it's one of my I, I started off it being like one of my lower effort shorter videos and it's 26 minutes long but but it's just basically me talking yeah and then it's just gameplay clips yeah. in the background with no sound with like one section where i have text on screen yeah but otherwise like that's my yeah i do that all the time um, i just call them like talking head videos yeah but um but yeah um that's sick <laughs> yeah it's been it's been cool. It's been fun. I'm looking forward to this video coming out and hopefully I, I feel like with all the health stuff, it's a little bit later than I wanted. Yeah. So there's a chance that it might be too late. Like I feel like the last three, four, five days, they've probably been like working. Like for all I know, they're going to come out with a patch tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. That has like some balancing. And, and at that point, I feel like it might be just far enough that they've like doubled down. Yeah. And they've and like, like adjusted, did a bunch of balancing adjustments and changed a bunch of things around um unfortunately uh, maybe i can convince them that what we have now it, it won't work they have to change it they yeah. have to change it they can't just expand on what we have now it'll be bad forever yeah yeah so yeah we'll see i'm very interested to see how it progresses for sure for yep. sure especially since we were kind of surprised with how limited uh it was so that means they have to have all these plans for all these things. How much are they considering the feedback from this limited test? I mean, home, like going in, I was a little disappointed with how little content we had in Arena. With how much that little content needed work, I'm now glad there was such little content because they really needed to see the feedback, you know what I mean, and apply it to the rest. So hopefully they're still accepting that feedback. And yeah, like hopefully it can kind of progress in a good way. Yep. For sure. Um, so we've got a bunch of questions. Did you want to? Is there yeah, anything dude. you wanted to chat about, or did you want to hop into some of these? Questions? No, let's rip through some questions in the Discord. Um, all right. So the first one I see is: Would you rather live a life of immortality or a life with retries, knowing what you knew from before? Oh, that's fascinating. I feel like given enough retries. Okay, so the question is: Wait, if you die, can you retry? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm wondering. It's like: Is a retry basically like? traveling back in time i was born in 91 and i start back in 91 and just like remember or is it like the will smith rewind yeah yeah exactly yeah exactly exactly i would never die again in escape from tarkov <laughs> i would die like <laughs> the fight nope <laughs> and then everybody would think i was cheating and i mean that yeah. would see that would right there would guarantee richness and fame. Oh, for sure. imagine if it was like i can't die and escape from tarkov 
And then if I could always infinitely rewind, it yeah. would be like the ultimate. And you could like invite investigators, you know, show off your PC, let people tinker because there would literally be nothing there for them to find. And you would Nikita just can stand behind me. Yeah. And your they, entire they might ask me existence. What the re this weird remote thing was that I keep yeah. reaching for every now and then. Yeah. But, uh... So, so here's the thing. Retries is easy because it's unfathomable riches, right? Like, oh, you know what I mean? I can just go back and buy Bitcoin or Apple stock or whatever. You know what I mean? All the things, unfathomable riches. But. Oh, yeah, that's better than a time machine. Yeah. But I here's the thing. I don't want to live forever. I don't want immortality. I don't even want that. But I do want to live long enough to like go to other planets and stuff. You know, we've talked about that before. Like, so I don't know. That's a hard one for me. Yeah. Immortality is one of those things where it like, it seems to me like bait. Um, yeah. You know, like I, I, I'm just fast forwarding to the end of thinking where I just want to be like, just kill me. I just yeah. want to die. Yeah. You know, I mean, just, ima <laughs> just imagine like knowing that like, I, it's not immortality for me and everyone I love. Correct. I want to die before my wife. Yeah, like, yeah you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, I yeah. don't. I don't want to see her go. Like, I want immortality, but I want to be able to die whenever I want. I'll never die to something else. But I want to. We able need to, to be able to read the fine print. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> do I have an exit strategy here? Do I, it's immortality until I decide no? Yeah. 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 Or yeah. you know, because then ima imagine there's some fucking plague that comes and kills all of humanity, and you're just stuck alone yeah, forever. Alone. And you're just like, ah. I don't know about this. Yeah, no, I think I, I think I would see, but the, also the retries is scary. I don't think I want that power. Yeah. Either I don't want either of those things. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I exactly. I, it's like you know what we talked about the other the in one of the other episodes, like the the meme where like superpowers, like invisibility is inherently selfish and flight is inherently selfless. Yeah. This is this is like a version of that. Immortality is is selfless in the sense that you're allowing life ha to happen to you just forever and retries is i don't want the power of retries because sometimes i'm really convinced of something i'm wrong about maybe in an argument and i'll just keep rewind oh I, th I thought of a better thing to say and you'd rewind it it would just be you would always win you'd always be the winner of everything because we're inherently selfish people so it would be an interesting i was just thinking about like what if you got three retries oh and then I was like that now see that right there is almost worse than three wishes yeah maybe maybe not i don't know, i haven't thought about it i'm just thinking about like butterfly effect like yeah when, if you rewind and you're like okay i change the thing i buy bitcoin oh okay well then that has the butterfly effect to the yeah. point where like everybody dies from a some crazy toxin maybe you know yeah. like and then it's like okay well then i gotta rewind to fix that and then it's like what happens when oh. you use the third rewind and it's like you and you up? made it worse yeah and you got so, no more now you're sitting there with the stub arms and the stub legs <laughs> and your wife is with your best friend and you know what I mean? It's like, no, because you bought Bitcoin. Oh, because oh, I decided to, because uh, this fucking crazy Twitch genie came and gave Damn. me three rewinds. Yep. I, uh, yeah, fuck that. I, I, I refuse. I refuse your magic genie. I refuse your magic genie. Skidoo the genie. I refuse. Oh my God. That's so funny. I like that one. All right, what else we got? Uh, let's see. With a regular job, you work your hours, and if you need a break, you take time off. Do you feel any pressure to stick to your schedule? Is there ever an internal struggle to just take time off for yourself or the family? What about when you're ill? I've seen both of you stream while sounding pretty miserable. I mean, that's a real complicated one. 
who, who, um, who did that? That was GP Zeke. Oh, um, right, right. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I, f- I mean, I feel <laughs> in incessant, constant, strong pressure to always make content 24-7. Every time I'm out with my wife and we're out hiking and it's beautiful, I get 27 urges to take a picture not for me, not for my wife, not for future enjoyment, but for my Instagram. I and and I and I and I just don't think too much about it. I feel like and this is probably this isn't good for my success as a creator, yeah. but I have a feeling that it's probably just good for me and my he- mental health for me to assume yeah that like I just reject as much as i can that urge yeah um yeah yeah i feel tremendous tremendous pressure and it's not uh inflicted by anybody like that's the important thing and i think almost every content creator would agree Agreed. to that it's not you it's not the audience it's i've never once you know read a comment where somebody you know made some snarky comment where they were like oh my god you don't you don't you barely stream enough to be successful or something and then had that stick with me it's completely no it's all internal. It's all internal. And it's, it's, it's FOMO to the nth degree. Yeah, it's insane. And, and the thing is, is like when we talk about this stuff, I'm not complaining. I have the best job in the world. But just like if your job was to lift unbelievably heavy things by hand eight hours a day forever, if you got paid $10,000 a year to do that or $10 million a year to do that, the money you make does not change the fact that your body would slowly feel the effects of that over time. If you lift heavy stuff all day, every day, your back would be, you know what I mean? Like you probably back would be the age of a 70 year old man by the time you're 40. The money doesn't matter. That's going to happen to your body. And I feel like content creation, it's kind of similar. It's like whether you're successful or not, we're not I'm not complaining that I'm, I'm not successful. Enough. It's, this is going to happen to your mind, right? I think, I think mm-hmm. we're there. I think that that's just enough content creators came before us enough you know stuff you've got that healthy gamer league gg guy who talks with all these big streamers like i think there's been enough evidence just to be like this is how it is this is how our brains process this type of work just like our bodies process other type of work differently but i feel tremendous tremendous pressure to like i and it's it's genuinely something i'm working on and have had real conversations with my wife where she's like I mean, she is like literally the best, best support system for me in doing this, like what she sacrifices and how she takes care of the kids and stuff like that in order to allow me to do that. Like I've never once for a single second questioned if she's like, man, you you need to get a real job or anything like that. But we have real conversations where she's like, Jesse, like I thought the reward for this, for like success and working for yourself is like, I want to go. Was to take a break. Was to take a break. Like I want to go. To, to my families and I want you to come and I just want to be there for three days and you're like, well, can we do two? Because I don't want to miss another stream and it's like three days and I know she's right and I have to battle that like, you're right, but it doesn't change the way I'm feeling right now and I can acknowledge that the way I'm feeling is wrong and like this fear that, you know, you're going to lose everything or X, Y, Z or whatever or I'm not, but it's, yeah, I feel tremendous pressure to stream, to make videos, to create content all the time and missing that feels really bad and it's like legitimately something i need to work on this year and moving to like towards the rest of my life because i don't know it's crazy yeah no i agree and it's that it's it's coming to that realization and me 
it's such a complicated thing and you go down a million rabbit holes. Million. So the moment you start trying to think about it, you just never will get out of it. Nope. So I short circuit the whole thing because yeah. I've done it enough and I just say, no, fuck it. I don't care. It's not about the money. It's not about the views. It's not about whatever. Yeah. Just, just without thinking about it, without justifying it, it's the principle where it's like, if there's a question about do I do X or do I not and X being make content when I'm not sure, I just default to no. Yeah. And that's a huge part of why I haven't blown up to the degree that a lot of other content creators have. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. When people are like, you fell off, I can only just like smirk and it's like, yep. Yeah. Even if I did fall off, which I, I, I haven't, but, yeah. uh, it, yep. I'm it's, it wouldn't have been worth for sure being miserable or sacrificing something for, um, yeah, it's a really complicated thing. It's something that I was actually just watching, you know, that guy pirate software. Yes. Yeah. He's he blew been up blowing on shorts up. Whatever. Yeah. He was just on Dr. K. Oh, really? Days ago, and I was listening through his thing and and i really want to talk to dr k i wish i was yeah there are opportunities where i was bigger i could and that's that's those are the the opportunities that like i that that i wish i was bigger for interesting opportunities yeah and for to be able to help other people like when i envision having a bajillion viewers yeah. on a stream if i was like asmongold the most exciting part of that is not the money. It's not the attention. It's that I would get to host someone and make them cry out of happiness every day. Yeah. 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 Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, it, which is part of why I've been enjoying the whole arena thing. I've been playing with all these smaller streamers where I have three, yeah. four, five, six hundred and then dropping a, a, a raid on some of these people yep. that have three, five, seven viewers yep. feeling that excitement again. For sure. Um, glorious does that all the time too he he's yeah. he always ends the stream and he just scrolls to the bottom of the directory and just finds somebody cool and i'm like that's so sick yeah yeah but um yeah but yeah i, I mean know. that is that's for sure i mean we could talk for multiple hours about that question but the the tldr answer is like yes absolutely i feel tremendous pressure and and there is and here's the thing right everybody always talks about that in a negative sense uh a certain percentage of that is extremely healthy and it's what keeps me going. Uh, I feel like I'm past that percentage and need to, over the next few years, learn how to dial it back. And that gets complicated where you start talking about finances, you know, like my, your motivation, if I can't support my family, you know, what X, Y, Z, but yeah, it's, it's, I definitely want to get better at that and, you know, figure out a way to exist in the, the FOMO, sludge of content creation and enjoy it and have fun and make things that I like and provide and not have and not feel the eternal FOMO of you're not doing this, you're not doing that, you're not doing this enough. And just like, I feel like there are some content ride. creators that at least give the illusion that they're past that. For sure. It's one of those things where it could just be, you know, like you look at the rich Instagram, whatever, and yeah. you're like, oh, that's the life I want. When really, they're probably like miserable. Yeah. But, you know, so who knows? I'd have to, I, it would be interesting to talk to some of these folks again. But, but like someone like Deadly Slob. Yep. He streams like short, you know, like almost like nine to five almost. Yeah. And yeah. then he just like ends. 
and he's done. Yeah. And then like I just envision that he comes, he streams, he gets like three thousand viewers. Yeah. And then he just like goes and spends the rest of his like and he puts out a video every now and yeah. then, like enough. And it's like I have the illusion yes. that he has the success coupled with the yeah. every day get a bunch of viewers enough to make a bunch of money. Yeah. And then to just end it, you know, yep. whereas for me, it's like if I stream, I mean, streaming six hours, it feels like I'm like leaving early. It feels like when you yeah. go into work and you work two hours and then you go home. Yeah, for like, you're like, oh, that's what it feels like when I stream six, eight hours. If I'm not doing 10 or 12, it like doesn't feel like enough. But at yeah. the same time, those three, four, five extra hours are doing nothing other than getting me a couple more followers. Yeah, maybe a sub or two that would probably just resub tomorrow instead. Yep. And a lot but, of times those last three, four hours are the ones that get you the most frustrated. Yeah, because you know, you're the most tired. Yeah. And, so it's yeah. like you're balancing that. But in the moment, man, it's like, yeah, yep. Oof, that's a rough one. But I feel you. We need to start a whole new podcast just talking about dude, where, where we can just vent about mental health content creator related shit yeah. and then get other <laughs> guests on to talk about it and whatever. Yep. Yep. All right. What uh, what other questions we got here? <clears throat> um, I guess this one's kind of adjacent. Uh, squeaky shoes. How do you deal with perfectionism slash fear of failure when creating something both before and after it's released? We've talked about this a little bit. Uh, how do you deal with feeling like you've made something a bad thing after you've created it? Do you just release it anyways? Is this something you feel? Uh, you still feel after having done it for so long, after having done content creation for so long. How do you deal with the judgment of others after you release something? Uh, I mean, that's that's hard. I I don't like... Hmm. I guess I don't... I'm, I'm a little bit personally less like a... I'm less like an artist with this stuff and more like a businessman. And I'm not saying mm -hmm. I have any business acumen in any sense of the word, but I'm saying I think that's more how I approach content. Like when I make a video, it's because, you know, I think it's going to get views and, you know, I have something to say. I feel like I have, you know, a valid opinion on it. And so I, I haven't felt that too much where I'm like, something was like, you know, a lot less like your Billy Mitchell video where you felt like that was almost like an art, like something that you created. Whereas, you know, my content has more been, you know, beginner guides or teaching or updates or whatever. And, uh, and so it's, it's, I kind of look at it just algorithmically. Okay. It didn't do well. Why didn't it do well? Like, what should I change? Bah, bah, bah. You know what I mean? So like, I, I'm, I, I, I experienced that a little bit less cause I'm looking at it more just like as an asset than, something i poured my heart and soul into if that makes sense yep yeah 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 for sure um i mean that one of my mentors in software back in the day uh had a phrase that is i mean he didn't coin it it's it's a i don't know one of those idioms or whatever yeah. the fuck you call it um but it's stuck with me for so long um don't let perfect be the enemy of good yeah um, the moment you try to make something perfect and you'll only release it when it's perfect, you'll never release it. It'll never be done. Yeah. And my, 
honestly like a huge part of my music being just kind of like hacked together and and just getting it out there because i just needed it for a practical purposes like my music i put in my videos as background music yeah and it was never like never intended to be released or to be great or for people to really listen to and enjoy until yeah. people started asking about it and then it was like once you release a bunch of you you create a bunch of stuff that's just like man it, it's good enough yeah to, to, for this purpose and then other people want it i then became comfortable with like wow people like this stuff that isn't mixed right that i didn't yeah. spend much time thinking about like and people just love it no one like literally i've never heard a single criticism of any of the aspects of any of my hundred over 130 yep. songs i've made where each of them has 75 things i hate about like mixing and the sound and i fucked up the ending and yeah and no one's ever mentioned a single one of those things yeah made me realize like oh okay you know um that's fascinating there's there's a couple things I think about. First of all, like a lot of my content, my initial style, not my first things, but like maybe like second generation. Yeah, very yeah. Fast. You know, after like six months of having a bunch of videos that got popular, yeah. is it almost evolved in response to some of the initial criticisms and stuff. Where me going through projecting what the responses are going to be, and then putting answers yeah. in my videos being so long oh, yeah. are me being like i need to lay out all of the dumb shit that people are going to try to answer this with yeah. by preemptively explaining yeah. why those are dumb that's fascinating um that was basically me being like okay if you're going to be this nitpicky i'm going to make sure that you can't be by nipping yeah. all of this in the bud beforehand mm -hmm. well then you have to ask yourself like are the critics none of the videos i've done have been perfect a lot of them of have a bunch of like the billy mitchell video has a bunch of typos one of them is like chapter two it's like chapter do like <laughs> like d-e-u-x but i spelled it d-u-e-x i literally so like yeah. the chapter title is fucking spelled wrong yeah and now i'm looking at it like oh well it's just an engagement thing where yeah like when people purposefully misspell things yeah. in their thumbnail for engagement i'm like I'll just, it'll act as that. Yeah. And every once a day I get a comment pointing out that it's spelled wrong and it's like that, you know, is what that, that's Thank a comment you. for the algorithm. Yep, like, yep, yep, yep. It wasn't intentional, but ultimately it comes down to like, are the criticisms and the negative reception that I get, are they fair? Yeah. And almost always the answer is no. So yep. I don't, it doesn't bother me. Like the Starfield video. Yeah. When I made the Starfield video, the only criticism I got was you only played for five hours. You're wrong. <clears throat> it wasn't, here's what you said and why it's wrong. It right. was everything you're And, yeah. and I, you know, that was one of those things. Like initially it was a, a resolve thing. Like I know I'm right. So none of these criticisms are fair. <laughs> yeah. So they don't bother me. I know I'm right. Um, so then later on, when enough people challenged me, I was like, okay, I'm going to now go even further and prove not only to them, but also to myself that I'm right. And then I make the other video where I spend 70 hours playing and yeah. come to the conclusion like, oh yeah, no, I was definitely right. Yeah. Which then solidifies like, okay, well now I'm even more confident that if I'm the only one in a room shouting something and everybody disagrees, if I believe that I'm right. Yeah then it makes me feel even more confident. And then when a hundred fucking review videos all come out saying Starfield was bad after mine, yeah. and, and then the reviews go down and down and down and down, it solidifies even more Correct. my conviction that I yep. was right. Um, so that throws <clears throat> what ultimately, for a long time, I, I admit it was tough when I felt 
you feel like something is right. You feel very strongly. And then enough people saying you're wrong. Yeah. Because I, I genuinely think I'm like an intellectually honest person. Yeah. And I'm a skeptic. And so the, the when everybody, everybody always thinks they're then above average driver, everybody, you know, yeah, the Dunning-Kruger yeah. effect, all of these things. So if I'm going to be honest, I always have to first think, could I be wrong? Yeah. Could I be, yeah. could I be the 1%? or whatever percent of people who is so confident but doesn't know. Yep. And I think I apply that to myself more than I should. Yeah. Because more often than not, I'm right. And when I'm wrong, it usually doesn't take much for me to go, oh, yeah, fuck, you're right. Like, yep. you know, so when I'm right, I'm right, I'm right, I'm right. And people are going, you're wrong, you're wrong. And I keep proving I'm right. But someone says you're wrong. And there's still always a little bit like, you know what? They might be right. Yep. But I'm getting more and more closer to just feeling confident the problem is and i always have in the back of my head i don't want to fall into the i've been right for so long about so many things i can't be wrong yeah yeah then i yeah. fall into where people <laughs> on reddit and twitter think i am which is yeah Veritas only thinks he's right he 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 has to be right he can never be wrong yeah and it's like well no i just am rarely wrong and when i'm right I stick to it, and when I'm wrong, I admit it. Yeah, but it just so happens that nine out of ten times I'm right. Yeah. so it it seems. And when like you're I'm wrong, it's right. no big deal. You don't have a problem because that's the thing. Is like everybody always remembers drama. So there's big mm -hmm. drama when a hundred people say you're wrong, and then you end up proving them right. That turns into big drama. But then when you when you get to a point where you realize I'm wrong, and you just go, "Oh, I'm totally wrong. Good call on that. Thank you for correcting me." That's not drama, so nobody remembers it. So it like they only remember that. One of my viewers asked me <laughs> yesterday. They were like. So I was just like having an argument with a friend of mine. I doubled down, tripled down, quadrupled down, realized that like I was just wrong. He's like, how do you deal with that? And I'm like, dude, you make a big deal out of you accepting you were wrong. Yeah. Like, like I want to make a big deal out of like, and I've done this before. I've been like, everybody, hey, I was wrong. Yeah. I admit I was wrong. I learned something because then what you're doing is you're, that the small percentage of the time that you have to change your mind, you need to like bring that forward. Yeah. Because the more obvious you make it, the more clear you're making it and the more people will remember yeah. that you are willing to admit you're, you're wrong. Okay to doing that. Yeah, for sure. If you if you just like, oh yeah, I was wrong, and you try to like you know, push it under the rug. Well, yeah. one, your friend will feel smug and they'll yeah. feel like they won. Yeah. And also Nobody will remember the humility and that humility. If you're in, especially if you're in a position like me where yeah. people are con constantly 24 seven doubting my humility. Yeah. Um, you'd make it apparent, yep. you know, everybody. Uh, yep. And, and also it's hard uh, to an extent too. It's a little bit of a defense mechanism and that like, it's hard to talk shit to someone to be like, yeah, I was right. When you're like, Oh bro, my bad. I was so fucking sure. wrong. You know, but if you're like, 100%. oh, yeah, you know, whatever you write, then they could, you know, kind of rub it in. 100%. And that's the worst feeling. Yep. Yep. You can take away. Like. Yeah. I, yeah. You can take away a lot of people's power by just doing that. You know what I mean? Like they want you to feel stupid or whatever, but it's just like, oh, like, oh, I was totally wrong. Like, I'll, I'd say if you thank them. You're like, yo, thank you for pointing that out for me. Mm -hmm. It's a lot harder for them totally to be disarming. like. Yeah, it's a lot harder for them to be like. Somebody just thanked me for helping them seek the truth. And I can't be like, you're such an idiot. I can't, you know what I mean? It just, it, it puts a bad, 
So you can take away a lot of that power. <clears throat> but yeah, I think back to the question is it just like it's it depends on what you're doing. It depends on what you're making. It depends on who you're making it for. I'm making content for people, for the masses. I want videos to do well. I want to be successful at this. You know what I mean? And so I'm a lot more interested in the feedback and less the feedback of an individual person. I like more analytical feedback, right? Like one commenter being like, you suck. It's like, whatever. But then if I look at the analytics and, you know, 98% of the people clicked off of the video in the first three seconds, I go, okay, that something about that video was wrong. And I, I want that feedback. So the perfection thing has never really slowed me down because I'd rather just get the video out and then learn from it and then make the next video better than work on this video to the end of time. But once again, I'm not making it for me. If I was making something for me to be amazing, I would take a lot more time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Does that make sense? So it's like, and then that, and then that also understanding who you're making, what you're making for determines, you know, a lot of the answer to that question. Like if you're, if, 100%. You, if you're doing this for you, then take all the time you need. You know what I mean? Make it as good. Of course. Yeah. Perfection can definitely be the enemy a lot of times, but, uh, but understand, yeah, who you're making it for. And then that determines a lot of whose feedback you should listen to. Yeah. And on that note too, like my, one of the questions that I asked, even if I'm like, I put something out like this arena video, I'm putting this out. It's 10% of what I wanted to do. Yeah. I so much. It's kind of hacked together. But the question I have to ask is, is the world better off with this video or not this video? Yeah. You know, it might not be perfect, but if it brought, if it elevated the knowledge yeah. in the community or, you know, whatever, then it was worth it. And yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah. You know, and a lot of people make videos. I would argue they might make your wallet go up, but they bring the world down. Yeah. You know, drama farming videos or videos that are like fucking character assassinations or whatever. Yep. Like they, you know those don't do that um so yeah yeah yep. um it's, it's interesting you're talking about the analytics uh similar to like i made that the intro to the billy mitchell video that like montage oh, yeah the, a lot of people complained about it said that it really turned them off and i wasn't really sure if i wanted to keep it or not and but the interesting thing is that like my analytics yeah it was one of the things that like i liked but at the same time was like you know what it's gonna hurt my video but i but don't i'm gonna care. keep it in yeah and yet that video has the best retainment I mean, in the first, first 30 minute. seconds than any video I've done, which yeah. is like, what the fuck? You know, yeah. like it's the only video I've ever had where people are like, you lost me in the first 30 seconds. And yeah. yet somehow more people. So you I don't know why? even know. You know why? And, and this is, this is a trap I fall into a, a lot. That video, you made that video wanting to get new people, new audience, new people to your channel. Mm -hmm. So the last, in a lot of ways, not 100% of the time, but in a lot of ways, the last people you want advice from are people who are already there because they have preconceived notions of what your channel is and yeah. what it should be. And Veritas intros are normally much more succinct and we just get to the meat of the video super quick. Man, you lost me with this intro. And that's valid criticism, right? It's completely valid for that person to think that way, but it's like, it's hard to get out of that mindset of it's like, yeah, but I want you're you're bought in. You're going to watch it. You're going to skip the intro and watch the video because, you know, you, you know, you, you know, you respect my content. And that does that's not an excuse to make, you know, crazy stuff, but it's it's just something to consider. It's like, OK, yeah. once again, who is this for and whose feedback should I take? If this video is is to get new people to my channel, 
you can't ask new people what they think about you without putting the video out and showing it to you. So you put the video out and you look at the analytics. And sometimes that happens. Sometimes you end up with a winner where like it did a really good job at retaining and the feedback had been the opposite from the people who had preconceived notions of what your channel. I get into see, that I don't all think the I time. Understand, I don't think I understand the essence of like why that worked enough to like do it again. Yeah. So like my next video gonna be like get right to the fucking point like don't yeah, yeah because yeah. i i like don't know that i understand I enough think, about why it works i think a lot of times the essence of it is like if your video this is like a super crude like made up jesse kazam patented if your video is an hour long make a long drawn out intro if your video is 10 minutes or less make a three second intro does that make sense like mm, I, yeah. I did that with the uh, my third most viewed video of all time is that Iron Man challenge where when we die once our account gets wiped. You know, that video did really poorly at first and it, it, the tail blew up and like we learned a lot from that video. But it was an hour and a half long. And the the inspiration for the intro to that video was like basically like not one video or one person, but you can you can sum it up as Mr. Beast, right? Like. Hey everybody, here's what we're doing, doing this, blah, 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 funny, lots of, there were like 87 edits in the first 30 seconds. It was like, don't look away, don't click away, stimulate the brain, freaking ADD, drug fueled, just boom, 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 and then get into the video. And it had one of the steepest fall-offs of any of my videos of all time. Interesting. It now fell. I wonder, now again, understanding why that's the case. It fell you know, off maybe, a cliff. Now, if you had done a video that was different, that wasn't Tarkov yeah. with a different style intro, like with that stuff, maybe it would have worked. Like yeah. maybe it's because the Tarkov people are used to you doing something different. Yeah. Well, once so again, could, but, this video, it, it's, it's not the Tarkov people. The, the, the people that normally watch my videos were not who made up most of who watched this video. You know what I mean? Like I, I got thousands of new subs. I had like that was it was a new audience. But even factoring in all of them in, 48% of people clicked off by 50 seconds. 40. That's mega. Normally, it's like 33%. 48%. On the intro, we had spent the most time ever working on. It was crazy. Damn. Wait, I... I can't let me let me look to see what the Billy Mitchell video was. See, like my gut was like the opposite of what you said in that, like, yeah. It, and again, I don't even know if this is right or not. Yeah. But the whole idea of. If if I like this is a four hour video, people are going to click off instantly in the first 30 seconds because they're going to see the length and decide they don't want to commit. So I need to hook them right away yeah so that to try to beat the yeah do i really want to watch this i so think, like i agree with you that's why we made the intro that way i'm saying what i think i learned is it's the exact opposite if you click mm. on a 10 minute video your time is precious i only have 15 minutes before my lunch break is over and i want to watch a good video right now so you'll spend if you have 15 minutes you'll spend four minutes clicking through different 10 minute videos to find the best one to watch I noticed this after I noticed this analytically. I noticed it in my own behavior, Veritas. Mm. I noticed this. It, I I proved it with the analytics before I could even inwardly un understand this is what I do. If I click on an hour plus long video, 
I'm not trying to save time. What I actively want you to do is waste my time. I just want to veg, man. So I click on I click on an hour long video and I want to watch it. So just make sure that you don't fall into the trap of assuming that because what you're thinking lines up with the analytics, that yeah. that's the same because it could be something different for, sure. for everybody. For sure. You know, like for it, it could be there's a world in which if it's short or if it's long, the intro doesn't matter. For sure. It because my intro was long, but it wasn't that it was long. It was that it was three minutes where I'm cutting together. It was like two movies at once. Yeah. Where it's a fever dream where it's going from the David yeah. Attenborough all of a sudden. And that's what people were saying. They're like, I can't follow what's going on. Cause yeah. I wrote this script. Yeah. That the David Attenborough voiceover. And then I cut it up to the point where like you kind of even miss half of what I'm saying because yeah. you're coming in halfway through. So I, I lost 29% of people in yeah. 30 seconds. So you said what, 58? 48%. And, and so that's like almost double. Almost double, yeah. And so I totally agree with you. Like as with everything, you basically, you look at the analytics, you make a hypothesis, you try and adjust and then, you know what I mean? Like, and even if, yeah. even if you look at the analytics, make a hypothesis, change your video, that video does well. Even that's not a hundred percent confirmation that, you know, your hypothesis was correct, right? Like it's, it's impossible to know, but I feel really confident. And when I say long intro does not mean good intro, long, good intro means good intro. Right. And so basically what I'm saying is that like, I think the psychology of clicking on, cause you're worried I think the psychology of clicking on a video that's one hour plus and clicking on a video that's 15 minutes or less is very, very different. And I've noticed that in a, a lot of the videos that uh, I used as reference for like making some of my longer videos have a lot longer intros. A lot of Zetrum videos have like, like there was a, one of his videos that had like 9 million views, had like a 48 second walking dead music. It copyright struck the video and it was just like Zetrum presents. And it was just this, and I don't think that was bad. I think it was good because I think it, it like it set the tone for the video. It did. So so I don't say that to say that make long intros just for the sake of it. But what I was saying is what I think I noticed was making the uh, cocaine fueled Mr. Beast intro on a video where people are clicking that video, uh, approaching it with a slower thing. Like, yeah, waste my time here a little bit. Like, I want to I want to be here for a while because they saw that it was a 90 minute video and they clicked on it. I think that turned them off because I think the psychology was, am I going to, is this going to be 90 minutes of 18 cuts a second? I, yeah. That's, I don't want that. You know what I mean? And so I think it hurts. So like we're about to publish um, another like 90 minute video. I'm so excited about it, dude. And we, we learned a lot from it. The intro is, uh, it's cool. We got some bespoke animations done in the, like Tarkov in the hideout, like people moving around and manipulating guns and like, I slowed down the the intro, but it's it's still dense. It's still moving. It's still like taking. It's still introing the video, but just with some with some breath, as opposed to like, "What's up, guys?" Like, and so I'm super excited to see. Of course, every video on YouTube, every video has like a minimum twenty percent drop off in thirty seconds. Like, I've never seen a video that doesn't have twenty percent. So the real metric is like twenty percent to what? Twenty to forty eight was bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. If this one has a 29% like yours, I'll be like W. That, you know, that's at least one check mark that we made a correct adjustment. Um so I'm interested to see it. But but I and say that sad, isn't it sad that like you spent more time thinking about 
details about your intro, more than 99% of content creators who are pajillionaires have spent yeah. thinking about any aspect yeah. of their content. <laughs> yes, yes. Which is so depressing it that is. like... Yeah, it is depressing. But I say all that to say, I'm glad you made the decision to stick with the longer intro because once again, long doesn't mean good, but that was a funny idea. It was uh, culturally relevant. It uh, It fit the story. Literally, you know, watching his story is like watching planet Earth where you're like, you're just watching an alien species of blue whale where you're like, how does this happen? That's what it feels like to watch Billy Mitchell's story. So it's like, I say all that to say that I'm glad you didn't take the advice from the people who, once again, maybe have a preconceived notion about your content. I might have told you that intro was bad. You know what I mean? But it worked. And that doesn't mean you know exactly what to do for the next intro, for sure, right? Because part of it was the length, but part of it was the idea and how well it fit. And so it's like, that's hard to recreate. But I'm just glad yeah. to see that it ended up working. You know what I mean? Because and then and then I just get in my head, right? Because it's like, okay, 48% of people left in the first 30 seconds. And the video has 500,000 views. It hurts. It hurts my heart to think like, what if we had done a better intro? 40, you know, what, what are no, the, but see, but what see, are the impressions? But... What's the, uh, 9.1 oh, yeah. million impressions, 48% <laughs> left in the first, you're but, like, ah, there's a world in which, what, how do I, how do I describe this? There's a world in which the thing that kicked people away is the thing that made it popular for sure. Because all the people that subscribed to you were probably like, Oh, this is a video. This is a video that's different than what Jesse did. It's not this, the kind of thing that I signed up for to watch yeah. for Jesse's content. This is for someone else. And they clicked away. But then all of the new people that came in, yeah, you know, so it's like there's a world in which you make a better intro and you get less views, yeah. but yeah. there's drop off. There's it's hard to know. It's so it's impossible. And that's why you can't like I, I can't ever take the analytics of one video in a vacuum and say you know this is how it is it's just that was a new type of content for me so i was much more aware of the analytics because it's teaching me how to do that new type of content so we made some adjustments we had a lot of conversations maybe we tried this maybe we try that uh in like three or four days i'm posting another 90 minute tarkov story video i'm so excited i what what excites me independent of how well the video does with views is i felt like we addressed legitimate pain points in the other video you know, we went through and looked at like where people were watching the most and we realized where people were watching the most is when the edit made the video funny. Like there was this uh, Frankie in the edit. There was a point in that video where we were on Woods and I was like, because because the oh, whole did, wait, did Frankie he, work with you on this? He edited that Iron Man video and he's editing this one. So we got oh, we shit. got a proper 90 minute video done. And then we've probably had eight hours of conversations looking at the YouTube analytics and just being like, what do we do for the next one? And this one that's coming out in three days is the next one. That's and so, so awesome. like, so like, I fucking love Frankie, dude. He's like, so oh good. My God. Yeah. Holy shit. He was the one that like, I, I want to do like a podcast with Frankie. Yeah. Just because of how dude, awesome we should get our conversations on. were. Yeah. And talk about no, we, like, that would be a great one. I'm down. That would be a great one. Um, but like, yeah, we were looking at stuff and like, you know, there was a part we were on woods. The whole challenge is like, if we die, the whole challenge is over. And I just made a joke. I was like, imagine we just walk into the landmines here. And that was just a joke I made. And in the edit, 
As soon as I say we walk into the landmines, he spliced in with the exact gear I had on, walking into a landmine, blowing up, fade to black, and then he took part of the voiceover from my outro. And so I was like, imagine we walk into the landmines here, boom, blows up, and then I go, well, guys, thank you so much for watching. If you enjoyed the video, and then it cuts back, and the um, I had 500 YouTube comments saying like, oh my God, I thought you guys died and it was over. Like that was 500 YouTube comments. And so we were looking and we're like, okay, like that's the kind of stuff we want to lean into where you, you take the content and then you take the edit and you smash mm -hmm. them together to make these funny moments. Can we add more of those? Is that going to help with retention? Can we put some more of those earlier in the video? Like this is all the conversation we were having. And so I'm super excited. Oh yeah, dude. But I can't wait to see it. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. <sighs> oh, well, all right. So we're about an hour and 15 here. So we'll, we'll save some of these other questions. Um, I, I, this is like, there, you guys have been throwing a lot of stuff in there and we love it. And I hope that this is, let us know. I hope that this is what you're looking for. Where like a question isn't just like, would you rather do this or that? I want to do that. Like, you know what I mean? Like that's kind of like my, spurs a conversation. exactly. And that is my, so tell me if I'm wrong in the, in the PP discord, but that's my assumption that you guys want. You know what I mean? Like you guys are here, you guys are supporting you guys like our vibe and our conversation. So I love when stuff like that happens where we ask a question, we answer a question and we start talking about some stuff that's like related to it and like get into the nitty gritty. I'm, I'm hoping, and I'm assuming that that's kind of what you guys want with this. Um, so we love the questions, keep them coming. We'll try and we'll try and answer more, but we love, uh, doing this kind of stuff and getting some of these fun conversations. Like I enjoy talking with Veritas about some of these things, but fun conversations that are guided by like stuff you guys are interested in us hearing. Cause we could have a fun conversation about just about anything, but like knowing that you guys are interested in this particular subject or whatever. Um, so, so yeah, so it's, a, it's awesome. We, uh, once again, sorry that we didn't have one last week. I'm so excited to get back to a normal schedule and they will resume 100% normally now that we are out of the holidays and drops and wipe and arena. So um, but yeah, you guys are awesome. Thank you for the support. Thank you guys for, uh, for just being here on the, on the PP with us. And, uh, we will definitely see y'all on the next one. Peace.